Welcome to the Make You Famous podcast, where host Jeffrey Goldsmith talks with guests about fame and how to achieve it. I'm your host, Jeffrey Goldsmith, and check out the book at makeyoufamous.co. Marcy Mendelson has been documenting and advocating for wildlife in Africa for over a decade and has shot for media organizations like National Geographic and AFAR. She runs Cheetah Watch and leads Safaris to Namibia. She currently is directing her film, Chasing Cheetah. Welcome, Marcy. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Hey, I'm sure a lot of people want to know this. Like, How did you get your first job reporting for uh, National Geographic and shooting for them? Uh, well, um, I was at the time working in advertising, um, and, uh, and prior to that, I was working at the Sierra Club and, uh, I, it was a, quite, it's just a world collided. It was just a fortuitous, um, meeting and introduction. I was, um, just reminded of this thing that I wanted to do since I was a little kid, which was help save cheetahs or be involved somehow. And, shoot for National Geographic. I mean, it's every child's dream, really. And once I sort of made that decision, I found a fundraiser within a week, uh, just within an hour's drive at the Wildlife Conservation Network. I met the head of Cheetah Conservation Botswana, Rebecca Klein, and uh, some people with a wildlife uh, sanctuary in Southern California called Cat Haven. And everything started to connect. I started meeting people in the world of conservation, I decided I'm going to go to Africa. I'm going to do this thing. And I wound up applying for a Big Cat Initiative grant. But that grant was mainly geared towards scientists. So speaking with advisors there, and it is connected to National Geographic, then they that advisor had their light bulb moment where they said, you know, I really think you need to speak with an editor at National Geographic. And Having, you know, the intention behind it and the passion behind it, once I spoke with that editor, we sort of really understood each other in a really great, uh, great way. And he uh, took a chance on me and gave me that opportunity because he he knew I was going to go there regardless. So it was a win-win for National Geographic as well. And uh, then obviously it, it helped open up many doors for me in my travels and connections in my work. So, so you met the National Geographic editor, and then you went and and met other people and told them, "Hey, I'm I'm going to go to Africa," and they helped you raise money. To I didn't totally understand, like oh. you know, but, why did you make that yeah, second step? Yeah, it all happens at once. Um, it, uh, I went, I met people at a fundraiser, and then I had mm-hmm. decided that I wanted to go to Africa, and how am I going to get this money, and oh my God, what is my life going, you know, how am I going to do this? And then I applied for a grant that was connected to National Geographic, and it wasn't, it wasn't oh, a see. grant for media producers like myself. It wasn't a grant for photographers. So they said, well, apply for the grant, look, we really think you've got a great idea, but at the end of the day, this is who you should be speaking with, this person. And then I raised money on my own. It was the early days of Kickstarter. Oh, so I raised some money okay. via Kickstarter. And those were the days when you people were very easy to find and there weren't uh there was Indiegogo didn't even exist then. So I mm-hmm. did that. I took some credit cards uh-huh, and uh, by that time I had written a few articles for National Geographic in America 
and just went for it. I see. Okay, so the the lesson in this is once you get the opportunity, then you go and you meet as many other people as possible in that world, and then they help you with your fundraising, and boom, you're off to the races. I get it. Yeah, and I think oh. I, I think what I, I'd also drive home is that it's the intention behind what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you, when you so, meet people so what, who are mm-hmm. kindred, you meet kindred spirits. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about that intention then. So why cheetah watch? What is it about cheetahs that are so interesting to you? Uh, well, they're fabulous. Um, I can't quite explain it. I mean, I, I met David, I got a chance to meet David Attenborough a few years ago and thanked him because I think it might be all his fault. You know, it's just watching this enigmatic cat running across the savannah on a little television in the 70s, and I was just completely hooked. There's something so epically mysterious and powerful about this animal that has this very Buster Keaton-like expression and this beautiful speed and, uh, and, and this fragility at the same time. It's you know, the, the cat itself is just very mysterious to me. So it stands out, and I love all animals, but uh, the cheetah really stands out to me as having this kind of mystery to be solved vibe about it. Um, so, yes, they, even, bo- even in my art school days, I loved cheetahs. So. Oh, right. You went to RISD, right? I, I, I remember yeah. reading that. Yeah. But so cheetahs, I mean, they're the, are, are, are they not the fastest animal in the world? And they're also extremely endangered, right? They are. They are. Um, they, their numbers were 100,000 um, at the turn of the century. And since then, they, 90% of them are gone. Uh, the official counts, well, the count of wild cheetah when I started this work was around 10,000. And now the official count just came out in December of 2016, and it is less than 7,100 viable breeding animals in the wild, and that is terrifying. And now organizations are pressuring the uh, IUCN to list them as endangered so that they can have more protections. But but yes, they are the fastest land mammal, uh, land animal. And they're not only zero to 70 at their top speed, they have a faster acceleration than any sports car that's ever been invented. So they can go from zero to 60 in less than three seconds. And they also cover 26 feet per stride, three strides per second. So if you kind of start to really think about what this cat can do, you realize that you're kind of done for if you're its prey. <laughs> There's no outrun <laughs> I'm I'm glad I'm tall enough to probably not be as prey. <laughs> um, all right. So tell, so now now you're you're you know in 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 production and and directing your film chasing cheetah. What's going on there? How are you proceeding with this? I mean, there's lots of people out there who'd love to make a film about wildlife, about their hometown, about food, about many different things. Tell me, tell us about filmmaking and, and going to Africa and raising money and that sort of thing. John Waters once said, the one thing they don't teach you in film school is how to raise the money. Oh, God, it's so true. <laughs> it's right. really true. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, last year I had the, the privilege to, to study with Werner Herzog for 
four days in a small hotel room in Munich. And uh, he didn't give too many hints on fundraising either, but his whole point was don't wait for someone to give you permission and just go out and shoot. The thing that we had, the blessing that we have today is that we have technology. When I was in art school, you know, you had shoot on film and it's like, my God, how am I going to get the money to do that? But nowadays we can make movies on our computers and I know everybody, we've heard this all before, but it really is true. If you have the passion to go make a movie and figure it out, because there's a lot to figure out. It's not like I come from stills photography and sculpture. It's a very different way of thinking within a time-based medium and how to create emotion through those images. It's really exciting. Go make a film. I stumbled into it by trying to keep myself busy with my photography. And I made my first film, uh, Druid Heights, which was a documentary, a 20 minute drive away from where I was living in California. Now I've made things much Mm -hmm. more difficult for myself, but (laughs) because of the distance and logistics and all of these things, but it started with something that I could have, I just got in my car and I shot it on my Canon 5D Mark II and, and made it happen. So that, that's, that's a theme that runs through my book, actually, is this idea of just doing it and not asking for permission, that, there, that everyone has the tools necessary to make whatever they want now. And it really is, you only have you stopping yourself. Uh, if you want to make a film, if you want to write a book, right. if you want to, whatever you want to do. Um, so I'm, so we're aligned there for sure. Um, I completely agree so, with you. So, so what advice, you know, we also talked, I mean, you know, we talked offline before this about the struggles of, you know, there's corporate life and then there's, you know, everybody pursuing their dreams and, and even people who have, jobs out there who might be listening to this and they want to make films or they want to do a book or something those people you know how do you how do you manage this how do you manage your life and and this is not just for young people who we're giving advice to but someone who's mid-career who wants to do something else what advice do you have for people like that i mean how how do, how do, how do folks work it out well, I think the best advice I can give, and I mean, because I came from art school where they really just gave us a diploma and shoved us out the door, it's especially as you get into your mid career, circle, have a really strong circle of friends that say, you're not alone. I've been there. I understand. You're always going to have frustrations, and it, you have to manage your time, you have to let some things go. And I'm not saying let vacations go. Take care of yourself. I mean, you're you're the only person that's going to be doing this. So you have to mm-hmm. take care of yourself. But take care of yourself in that you have a supportive network of colleagues that cheer you on because you're going to be down in the dumps uh, more than once. And to to not do all of your projects all at once, I mean, to really try and see something through to completion. I struggle with that because I have like... You know, I'm doing this film, and there is this background noise saying, "Hey, let's do this one next." And I and I have to like shut that off and ignore it until right. I finish what I said I was going to do because I have because all the ideas keep coming once you open that door. 
So you have to right. just, focus, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's focus is really hard. I mean, the fun part is getting the create the creative idea. You got to do all the things that are, you know, not so fun, like raising money, right. and things like that. Right. All the execution parts of it, like, you know, setting up the website and, you know, getting the bank account and arranging the travel and packing the bags and all the equipment and the producers and the guys on the ground and who's going to get us from the airport to the wherever, you know, all oh, yeah. of the production. Yeah. And yeah. hire people. If you can afford it, hire people. Right. You can't do it all on your own. So hire an accountant or hire a fixer that's going to make sure that you don't get stranded at the airport in Namibia. Right. I hate when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, I, I think this this has been pretty good, uh, Marcy. You know, is there anything else you want to add? I mean, we're we're all all your friends are looking forward to Cheetah Watch, you know, getting made and and us being able to see it, uh, and not Cheetah Watch, sorry, um, uh, chasing Cheetah. Um, but everyone should go to CheetahWatch.com to check out the progress. So, is there anything else you want to add? Oh yeah, it's Cheetah-Watch.com, or you can find me on MendelssohnImages.com. Um, I think it's just, I think the topic of your book is really, is really, really interesting because when we talk, when you touch on fame, but do you want, why do you want to be famous or be, will being famous help your cause? Or, you know, I think it's the self-examination around, around this and how much fame do you want? You know, I'm, I'm inherently behind the camera, but I will be in front of the camera for this. And so there's a lot of inner questions for me. So I'm just, I just want to say I'm looking forward to reading more of your work and, and delving into the topic yeah. itself. I think it's fascinating. Well, you, you know, you touched on it in the beginning. It, it really is about your intention, right? Are you just, you know, out there to be famous for some um, lifestyle purpose or are you out there because you want to make a film or you want to save the cheetahs or what have you? And so there's a difference right? It's more fulfilling um, to get recognition for something you have a purpose for doing rather than just for yourself, for, you know, empty formalism. Um, so there, you know, just a, that, that point is, is, uh, is hammered home book. So there you go. Yeah. 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 That's true. Great. Right, well, well, I've enjoyed talking well have a nice, have a nice evening. You're you're in Berlin right now, and I'm in San Francisco, and I, that's pretty exotic. So uh, <laughs> I think it's really exotic. Yes. Hello from Berlin, Germany. Exactly. Exactly. Well, see you soon. Okay. Okay. See you. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out the book at MakeYouFamous.co. 